Welcome to today's episode of Let Me Be Brief. I'm your co-host, Andy Rieger of J. Rieger & Coke, joined as always by my esteemed colleague, best friend, Matt Basinger of Swell Spark. <laughs> We're in the Let It Fly Media Studios, and joining us as always is Miss Jackie Wise of M-Prize Bank. Today's guest, Glenn Fisher, managing partner, NAVMD. Glenn, let's get it. Awesome. Hey, thanks for being here. No, uh, thank you for being here. <laughs> you meant to say thanks for having me. Thanks you. for having me. There we go. A little bit of both, you That's, know? Yeah. Just thanks for being here. Thanks. We're yeah. just all happy to you be know at what, this Glenn? table together. Thanks for having me be your host <laughs> of Let Me Be Brief today. Oh, it's, it's an honor. It's my honor. All right. I'm going to cut you two off because it's getting absurd and we're only 43 seconds in. Glenn, what is NAVMD? Yeah, NAVMD um, has been around since 2005 where they pioneered the very first analytics platform for employers to see what's happening within their uh, employee benefits population mm -hmm. for medical and, and uh, dental insurance and, and other lines. Um, and uh, a few years back, um, I got involved and in, in made an investment to, to rebuild the platform and to really take this to a whole new level. Um, it was based in Tennessee. We moved it here to Kansas City. Excellent and choice. And acquired the company. Yep. So um, that's, you know, that's, that's that story. So me, nope, nope. I'm still going. <sighs> I'm still going. Let me get a little more specific. You said yeah. to see what's going on with employee benefits. Can you, yeah. like, can you get a little more specific for me? Absolutely. So 155 million Americans get their health coverage from their employer. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever purchased health insurance before, like I have for a number of companies, it is completely frustrating. Every single year you meet with your advisor and the rates go up ever so slightly. Seven, ever so eight, slightly. 10, 15, 20%. <laughs> they, they make yeah. inflation seem easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And, and you just don't know why and, and no one can explain why. So what we've do, done is taken out the guesswork. So because we, we load claims data into one source of truth, it makes it easy to identify what's truly happening with a population. Mm -hmm. um, and, but more importantly, you know, actionable insights are only actionable if you do something about them. So we equip benefit advisors, employers, to actually change the performance of their plan mm -hmm. for a good way. So you looking at the insurance companies almost as the competition against your information of truth, more or less. You are partnering with the companies and the benefits brokers trying yeah. to see what are, the, what are the points that you can make that are the reasons why they are giving you a higher rate at the insurance company level in a sense where maybe it shouldn't be an 18% increase because the only thing that's happening is X. Yeah, so... I'll answer that in a little different way. So as a consumer of uh, buying, you know, benefits, uh, you know, I, I've run companies that are 2,500 people. I've run companies that are 50 people, publicly traded, privately held. It does not matter. It's it's all the same challenge. And, and if you're in that position, you feel like healthcare, health insurance is is broken. Uh, and it, at, you know, at that point, point, I thought it was impossible to fix. But the reality is health benefits is fixed. If you get actionable insights, if you are able to build an innovative team and implement proven strategies and solutions, it's fixed already. The strategies and solutions are out there. 
you just have to understand what's happening and then tack those on. So I don't come from the business world. We, this comes up regularly on this podcast, right? Is I came from education. And so my background yeah. with some of the nitty gritties of finances, I, I came pretty wet behind the ears. I feel like the healthcare industry at times seems to be built to be confusing for consumers. Absolutely. And so what you're doing is you're trying to make some of that confusion easier to understand so that folks we can are. make great decisions. And is this primarily on, this is business owners. This is folks who are, this is B2B, a business who is using this product to help raise our, our, or lower our costs as a business. Is that accurate? It is, but it's more than that because really, um, health care starts with the employee. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it starts by bringing in the insights and, and, the, and the data and enhancing that data to tell a better story. And we do that so that we can, um, we, we basically group claims and episodes of care. And when we group those claims and episodes of care, it assigns a risk level to every single member um, so that we understand you know, maybe this, this person's at a one or two level risk or a 25 rep level risk. Andy, and Andy's the 25, I think. Is that the <laughs> highest one? Yeah, yeah, Super 25. Risky. What, a risk yeah. of being dangerous? <laughs> <laughs> so what that allows us to do is predict future claims costs. It also allows us to group those uh, claims in the episodes of care to see what's happening with a population. But the question you were asking is, how does this really benefit the employee? So if you look at claims, one out of, approximately one out of four claims are paid, and there's an error in, in the way it's paid. Huh. $355 billion a year gets paid that shouldn't have gotten paid. So what our platform also does— That's part of the insurance world strategy, though. It is. Confusion. They know that 25% yeah. of their claims that they shouldn't earn are going to be paid, and they're going to make their profit that way. Right. And, and, and typically it's an error by the provider billing incorrectly. They might have billed at a different level. They might have duplicate billed the deal. But, um, you know, we, we go back two years historical for that employer and employee, and we deliver 3% back to the employer and 20% back to the employee. Hmm. So we had to take, a, take it up a notch because, you know, as, as I said, if, you know, you're just an insights company, you know, really, what's the purpose of insights if you don't do something about it? Sure. So, and at the center of this are the benefit advisors. So that's why we are partnering with the most innovative advisors in the country to, to truly fix healthcare. So is this the type of thing, I have 170 employees, right? Yep. Is this, I give you a call and I say, hey, I want to get better. I want to serve my employees better. I want to spend less money. Or am I going to my health and benefits advisor and they're utilizing you? Like, what does that uh, yeah, agreement look like? It, it's, it's both. We work sure. with benefit advisors and consultants mm -hmm. and we get brought in by employers. We, we recently met with SkyWest Airlines. We were, we're meeting with, um, um, the state of Pennsylvania next week. But the first thing we do is... By the way, Matt, these people have more than 170 employees. No. Well, yeah, the yeah. whole state of Pennsylvania, that's got to be millions of people, right? Yeah, 80,000 employees <laughs> <No>. in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Six. But but it, we have we have employers that have 30 people on our platform. Okay. So it's it's not about size, sure. believe it or not. Um, what? <laughs> Don't take the bait. 
<laughs> I know. I see you looking. I, I knew that would get you going. Yeah, Matt. Be appropriate. So, <laughs> so um, it doesn't matter what size it is, but but if, if an employer contacts us, we immediately engage with their advisor as well because they want Great. we want them to be a part of the process. Sure. But if, if an advisor brings us in, sometimes we don't even talk to an employer. All right. So we've talked about NAVMD. You mentioned at the beginning when you were talking about your involvement that you made an investment and that was how you got involved and then relocated the company from Tennessee to Kansas City. Right. Who are you? Who's Glenn? <laughs> oh, man. That's how, did a, you, how did you get to make that investment in NAVMD yeah. where you knew what you were doing, you had the money to do it? Walk us through that. Sure. So um, I've always been a serial entrepreneur. I, I, I've always looked for problems to solve. And, you know, when I find a problem to solve, the, the goal is to, you know, create a business that can fix that, but to create a, a way to make a difference far greater than me or, or the company. So back in, you know, my, my, my history has been I've, I've led um, a, a small trash company that we competed against, Deffenbaugh here in town. And, you know, those are some funny stories in itself. We could do a whole episode on you know, how the business uh, of trash. Yeah. The business of trash and how, you know, how many times I got threatened to get killed, uh, in the business, but we'll, we'll talk about that another time. The trash, the trash yeah. mafia. Yeah. The trash mafia. Um, but, um, you know, then, then I transitioned to building, uh, the largest, um, franchise within Shreddit, And then that, uh, that was all about trucks. And once I finally exited Shreddit, I'm like, no more trucks. Because in the trash business, I would show up and I'd have 300 trucks, 30 of them would be broken down, 30 trash truck drivers didn't show up, and 30 of them wouldn't start. It's just a rough way to start your day every day. Mm -hmm. So then I had a, a buddy of mine reach out to me and introduce me to a, to a guy that wanted to create a servicing platform for lending. So I'm like, well, I've never been in the tech business. And he, he challenged me, he said, hey, can you build this platform uh, can you build a team of customer service and collection folks and support all the lending we do? I said, yeah, absolutely. I had no idea what I was doing. So, uh, so then that started with one client. It grew to 55 clients. And, and before, you know, I was, in the, I was in the fintech world. And that's the company that scaled from startup to $2.5 in revenue. And it was a great lesson for me to learn how technology can streamline a process and improve efficiency with an organization so powerfully. So in 2018, I set out to, to buy a company after I exited the FinTech business. And I, and I had a geographic area of about eight hours from Kansas City um, and, um, and, and basically five targeted markets. Um, healthcare and, and SaaS-based technology were two out of the five. And when I was introduced to NavMD by Tom Tilly at Mariner Capital. Yeah, had, cigar, he, had cigars with Tom a month ago. Yeah, I love that guy. And um, so uh, after he introduced me to him, I'm like, this is the business right here that I can get excited about getting out of bed in the morning because we're truly making a difference for 155 million Americans. Wow. That's super rad, actually. <laughs> That's just like... That's the way the stories should go, right? Yeah. Progression, not sticking. I don't know. I'm, so The whole like sticking to one thing your entire life kind of seems like it's the old way of doing things. And 
being it able is. to use your experience in one sector and moving it to another and translating it mm -hmm. and being intuitive along the way. It's really cool. Yeah, so it is a lot of fun. Andy and I like to think that we're helping make Kansas City a more fun place. That's something that we really focus Absolutely. on and we really focus on experiences. And there's a lot of really exciting things happening in Kansas City. We're filming the day after we just found out that the World Cup is coming to Kansas City. But you brought yes. this business to Kansas City in 18. Yes. Uh, a weird last couple of years, right? And so you've had two years of call it normalcy and, and a year and a half or two years of some irregularity due to the pandemic. Um, there was tell a pandemic. me, uh, we're not going to say the C word here. Um, the C word is not what you're thinking of, folks. <laughs> what has the growth or the direction of this business looked like since you kind of took the reins over the course of the last four years? What, like, what have you done? Uh, and where are you guys going? And what do you hope to continue to do as you grow this business into what you know it can become? Yeah, so as I shared, it was a Tennessee-based business. And um, I was going back and forth to Tennessee on a pretty regular basis. So it was kind of a grind. And um, when I moved to Kansas City, I, I absolutely loved this place. I mean, I, I begged my girlfriend at the time, who is from Kansas City, in 1989 to move to Kansas City because her family was from here. I'm like, this is a great place to raise a family, to buy an affordable home, and to just you know, experience life in the, in the community. So when I, when I um, initially acquired the company, I, you know, I wasn't sure if we were going to move it back. But my partner is, uh, is Compass Capital. And Compass Capital is, is absolutely amazing. So they're in the healthcare space. Uh, over 30,000 nurses are deployed. Um, and they're the largest privately held healthcare staffing company in the US. Um, they had, they, their, their initial brand was Favorite um, Healthcare. They recently sold that at the end of the year. They, they founded that in 1980. And, um, and, but they since created a company called Crucial Staffing. Mm -hmm. And Crucial is, is, is three times the size of Favorite in, in a, about a five-year period. So it's, um, it, it's been a pretty fun run. And, and why they're such a good partner is because they have the same passion as, as I do to make a difference and to be generous with, with what we're doing. And I couldn't think of a better partner to have in, in Kansas City than Compass. What are your plans for your company for, let's just say the next five years? What are some things that you hope to accomplish? What does your growth look like? Are you yeah. gonna use Emprise Bank to leverage the entire company and do a dividend recap? That sounds really interesting. We don't have any debt, so uh, I'm not so sure that would be helpful, but- The answer is yes, then. Then, <laughs> then you're gonna get a dividend out of it. I love it. So, you know, that um, from the very start, you know, I thought, NavMD was a, you know, they, they were the pioneer of, of creating this health plan analytics thing. But, you know, just having insights and actionable insights is not enough. So what, you know, I, I shared a little bit about our product, our payment integrity piece, where we do the audit going back and forward. We've also built a marketplace of integrated solutions that make it easy for an advisor to plug in solutions uh, and strategies that drive better plan performance. Um, and then it's all about, you know, uh, the, the benefit advisors that are working with us, their account teams get 40 to 50% more time back wow. in their day because we've made their process way more efficient. So automating things, mm -hmm. looking for 
integrations that make a lot of sense to improve plan results and put more money in the pockets of employees and not have employers take a hit to their bottom line and to give account teams the time they need to work on the business instead of in the business yeah. every single day. That's awesome. We're getting, we're getting to the mark where we need to start wrapping up. But before we do that, we always end with one question aside from work or marriage or kids or anything. What's the coolest thing that you have ever done? Wow. That is a great question coolest thing I've ever done. It can be something with your kids. This is true. But it can't be like, I was at the hospital and I saw my child born. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or like, oh, yeah. today I saw my wife walk down the aisle and yep. marry me. Like, nope. Those are cheap answers. Yes. So I, I think it's a good, like, <laughs> like just first thing that popped in mind as, as you said that, because um, I, I feel really blessed, man. I've done a lot of cool things. And I, I mean, it's, it's awesome. But uh, when in 2011, I've, I've never been to a World Series. And as you know, the Royals weren't exactly making progress in that area not in 2011. Not in 22. That was the Cardinals and the Rangers? Yeah, Cardinals and the Rangers. So I said, okay, wonder how much World Series tickets are. I went online, 200 bucks a piece. These seats were awesome. I'm like, hey, boys, you want to go to the World Series game? So I drove my, I guess they were um, 13 and 15 at the time, and we went to the game uh six in st louis in st louis awesome it's probably the greatest world series game ever and we experienced that and that was it's time we'll never forget i was living in dallas at the time and yeah it was the rangers second world series in a row exactly and they lost both yeah it's great super awesome kind of like the buffalo bills Oh, the Bills. The Mafia. <laughs> Glenn, on behalf of Emprise Bank. That's the Bank, Trash Mafia, right? Yeah, the Trash Mafia. <laughs> right. They break tables in the parking lot, yeah. and then the trash comes and pick them up. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn, on behalf of Emprise Bank, Let It Fly Media, Jay Rieger & Co. Distillery, and Swell Spark, thank you so much for sharing time with us today. It's so cool to see what you're doing for, for folks, right? For employees, for employers, to make healthcare cooler and better. And I'm just so grateful that you shared time with us today. So Matt, wish you the best of luck. You. Yeah, appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks a lot.